Stu from the Cave Crew Radio and you're listening to Alex Cardinelli on the American Variety Network. Tonight's episode of the American Variety Network is brought to you by Blue Zoo Aquatics. Saltwater Fish Keeper's one-stop online source for the best saltwater, livestock, and equipment. Now through May 31st, 2000. 16 listeners of the American Variety Network can save 15% off their order using coupon code AVNAPRILDEAL. AVN April Deal in capital letters. Blue Zoo Aquatics now presents this episode of American Variety Network. Good evening, dog lovers. Welcome to Dog Talk with Alex Cardinelli here on American Variety Network. I'm your host, Alex Cardinelli. How are we doing this evening? I hope we are having a great week and a great night tonight. Tonight, I'm going to talk about a dog that I have idolized since I was a young child. I'm going to talk about a dog that I have a lot of love, respect, and admiration for. And I'm going to talk about a dog that is really popular around the United States of America. I'm going to talk about Labrador Retrievers. I really love labs. They are a very beautiful dog. The last lab I had was maybe 15, 16 years ago when I was a little boy. And uh, sadly, she passed away. Her name was Mindy. But I'm going to be getting a new Labrador Retriever for my birthday. And I cannot wait for that. I love all kinds of dogs, but I have to say Labs are up there as one of my personal favorite dogs, and for good reason. I really uh, do love Labradors. So I want to thank you for joining me tonight, and I hope that all of you Labrador Retriever owners and lovers will enjoy this show and hopefully learn something new 
from Labrador Retrievers. Now, if you are somebody like me who is planning on getting a Labrador Retriever, I hope this show is beneficial to you as well, and I hope you learn a lot. So, plan for the show today. I'm going to talk about the Labrador Retriever. I'm going to give you some general information about the Labrador Retriever. I'm going to tell you how to care for the lab. I'm going to tell you health for the lab. I'm going to talk about grooming for the lab. I'll talk about Labrador Retriever's personality and all of that good stuff. Plus, I'll even help you name your Labrador Retriever, and I'll talk about what to do before bringing your lab home, and what to do when you go to get your lab, and also, I'm going to answer the question, can Labradors live with other dogs? And last but not least, I'm going to talk about Labrador hybrids, or uh, mixed breed dogs, and I know that that's a very controversial subject. Not too many people uh, care for mixes, and my personal thoughts and my personal stance on mixes is that they are still a dog, and they need loving, too. And actually, some of the mixes out there from Labradors are very, very nice. So I'll I'll talk about that in uh, general uh, when the time comes, but... I will tell you, I would gladly accept a Labrador uh, mix, like maybe a Golden Lab, which is a uh, Golden Retriever and Labrador mix. That would be very beautiful as well. So, we're going to talk about Labrador Retrievers tonight. There's going to be a lot of information, so I hope that the dog owners were going to love this show. Dog owners, Lab Retrievers, let's Fetch the show. The Labrador Retriever Show begins right now. This is Dog Talk with Alex Cardinelli. Dog lovers and dog keepers. One stop for information on all breeds of dogs and fun dog and puppy chat. Dogs are a man's best friend and they too spotlight on a podcast. So, let's start talking dogs right here, right now, on American Variety Network. Woof, woof. So right now I'm going to go ahead and start talking about Labrador Retrievers. And I'm going to start today's show by talking about why I like Labrador Retrievers. Now, the first reason I like Labrador Retrievers is they are a very fun, loving, personal dog. They're always going to have fun, whether it be by running outside after a tennis ball or searching for their next food. Labrador Retrievers are a very fun dog. Now, the next reason, and perhaps more important to me, why I like Labrador Retrievers is they are a dog that has an active lifestyle, so they like to get out and play and uh, chase after uh, birds and play fetch and stuff, but they give their owners plenty of exercise, and that's good for me to lose weight, so I can't wait to get my chocolate lab puppy for my birthday and uh, have some uh, good exercise with them. 
Now, the next reason I like Labrador Retrievers is they are very cute, and they're also very loyal and loving, like all dogs are. So, Labs are just one of the cutest dogs out there. Now, they're also very easy to keep, and they can adjust to practically any lifestyle. So, they can live with kids, or they can live with elderly people, and they can also live with uh, other animals. And like I said, Labrador Retrievers are kid and dog friendly. And the last personal reason why I like Labrador Retrievers is that they are a perfect sized dog for me. They're not too huge and they're not too small. They are pretty decent sized though. So that's why I like Labradors. Those are all of the reasons that I like Labradors. And like I said, I cannot wait to get my very own Chocolate Lab Puppy pretty soon. Alright, so now I'm going to give you some information on the Labrador Retriever. Now, the Labrador Retriever was bred to be both a friendly companion and a useful working dog breed. Historically, he earned his keep as a fisherman's helper, hauling nets, fetching ropes, and retrieving fish from the chilly North Atlantic. Today's Labrador Retriever is as good-natured and hard-working as his ancestors, and he's America's most popular breed. These days, the Lab works as a retriever for hunters, assistance dog to the handicap, show competitor, and search and rescue dog, among other canine jobs. Did you know they make dog food specifically for Labrador Retrievers? Yes, they do. Imes has food that is made for Labrador Retrievers, and I'm sure other dog food companies have food dedicated specifically to Labrador Retrievers. Vital Stats Dog Breed Group Labradors are sporting dogs. Height 1 foot 9 inches to 2 feet tall at the shoulder. Weight 55 to 80 pounds. Lifespan is 10 to 12 years. The different kinds of Labradors. Chocolate, yellow, and black. Now, the warm and intelligent lab is America's number one breed registered with the American Kennel Club. Even non-dog people can recognize the lab. And artists and photographers have captured his image countless times, usually as the loyal companion waiting patiently by his owner's side. Built for sport, the lab is muscular and athletic. He has a short, easy care coat, friendly demeanor, keen intelligence, and plenty of energy. Devotion to this breed runs deep. Labradors are loving, people-oriented dogs who live to serve their families and owners and fans, sometimes linking their labs to angels. The breed originated on the island of Newfoundland off the northeastern Atlantic coast of Canada. 
originally called the St. John's Dog, after the capital city of Newfoundland, he was bred to help the local fishermen, hauling nets, fetching ropes, and retrieving fish that had escaped the nets, as well as to be a family dog. Today, most Labradors skip the hard work and spend their days being pampered and loved by their people. However, some labs still serve as indispensable working dogs. The lab's sweet nature makes him an excellent therapy dog, visiting homes for the elderly and hospitals, and his intelligence makes him an ideal assistance dog for the handicapped. He also excels as a search and rescue dog, or as a retriever for hunters, thanks to his athletic build, strong nose, and courageous nature. And labs have also become the breed to beat at dog sports, such as agility and obedience competitions, especially obedience. There's one dog job that labs are hopeless at, watchdog. In fact, owners say their sweet, helpful lab is likely to greet an intruder and happily show him where the goods are stashed. Labrador Retrievers have proven their usefulness and versatility throughout the breed's history, easily shifting from fisherman's companion to field retriever to show dog to modern working dog. So, over the years, the lab has uh, improved in history, moving from fisherman's companion to working as a field dog to a show dog, and now, in today's world, a monitored working dog. But one role has remained consistent, and that is a wonderful companion and friend that Labrador Retrievers are. Labrador Retrievers love, love, and love to eat and become obese very quickly if overfed. Limit treats and give your Labrador plenty of exercise and measure out regular meals rather than leaving food out all the time. And be warned that the lab's large appetite extends to people food and even inedible items. Labradors will forage in garbage, counter-surf, and can make a meal out of chewed-up items like children's toys. Now, Labradors were bred for physically demanding jobs, and they have the high energy that goes along with being a working breed. That means that they're going to need at least 30 to 60 minutes of exercise a day. Now, the exercise can be going for a nice long walk, or playing fetch, or chasing a dog in your yard, but they need their exercise. Without it, they can vent their pent-up energy in a destructive way, such as barking and chewing. Labs have such a good reputation that many people think they don't need to bother with training. But labs are large, energetic animals, and like all dogs, they need to be taught good canine manners. Sign up for puppy and obedience classes as soon as you bring your lab home. Many people think of labs as a hyperactive breed. Lab puppies are definitely lively, but most will slow down a bit as they grow up. 
However, they usually remain fairly active throughout their lives. Labrador Retrievers are not known to be escape artists, but with the right motivation, such as a whiff of something yummy, a lab will take off. Make sure your lab has current identification tags and a microchip. The lab is American's number one dog, which means there are plenty of people breeding labs who are more interested in filling the demand for lab puppies than in breeding healthy dogs with good temperaments. To get a healthy dog, never buy a puppy from an irresponsible breeder, puppy meal, or pet store. Look for a reputable breeder who tests her breeding dogs to make sure they're free of genetic diseases that they might pass on to the puppies and that they have sound temperaments. If you're looking for a puppy, you'll find that labs vary depending on what breeder you choose. Some labs are bred for competition testing, their skill as working dogs, and others are bred to get as close as possible to the ideal look, movement, and temperament of the breed. You'll also find breeders who aim for both looks and utility. Labs bred for the show ring tend to be slightly heavier and more solidly built than those attended for canine careers. Now that is some general information on Labrador Retrievers to get us started. Now, I am somebody that likes to learn the history of things. Call me a nerd or call me weird, whatever you want. But let's learn about the history of Labrador Retrievers. Labrador Retrievers hail from the island of Newfoundland off the northeastern Atlantic coast of Canada. Originally called St. John's Dogs after the capital city of Newfoundland, Lab served as companions and helpers to the local fishermen beginning in the 1700s. The dogs spent their days working alongside their owners, retrieving fish who had escaped hooks and towing in lines, and then returned home to spend the evening with the fisherman's family. Although his heritage is unknown, many believe the St. John's dog was interbred with the Newfoundland dog and other small local water dogs. Outsiders noticed the dog's youthfulness and good disposition, and English sportsmen imported a few labs to England to serve as retrievers for hunting. The second Earl of Malmesbury was one of the first, and had St. John's dog shipped to England sometime around 1830. The third Earl of Malmesbury was the first person to refer to the dogs as Labradors. Amazingly, Labs, now America's most popular dog, were almost extinct by the 1880s, and the Malmesbury family and other English families are credited with saving the breed. In Newfoundland, the breed disappeared because of government restrictions and tax laws. Families were allowed to keep no more than one dog, and owning a female was high taxed. 
so girl puppies were culled from litters. In England, however, the breed survived, and the Kennel Club recognized the Labrador Retriever as a distinct breed in 1903. The American Kennel Club followed suit in 1917, and in the 20s and 30s, British laws were imported to establish the breed in the United States. The breed's popularity really began to take off after World War II, and in 1991, the Labrador Retriever became the most popular dog registered with the American Kennel Club, and he's held that distinction ever since. He also tops the list in Canada and England. Today, Labradors work in drug and explosive detection, search and rescue, therapy, assistance to the handicapped, and as retrievers for hunters. They also excel in all forms of dog competitions, show, field, agility, and obedience. So that was pretty cool to learn about the history of uh, Labrador retrievers. Let's talk about the size that Labrador retrievers get. Males stand 22.5 to 24.5 inches and weigh 65 to 80 pounds. Females stand 21.5 to 23.5 inches and weigh 55 to 70 pounds. Personality. The Labrador has the reputation of being one of the most sweet-natured breeds, and it's well-deserved. He's outgoing, eager to please, and friendly with both people and other animals. Aside from a winning personality, he has the intelligence and eagerness to please that make him easy to train. Training is definitely necessary because this breed has a lot of energy and exuberance. The working heritage of the lab means he is active. This breed needs activity, both physically and mentally, to keep him happy. There is some variation in the activity level of labs. Some are rowdy, others are more laid back, like humans. All thrive on activity. Care for Labrador. The lovable lab needs to be around his family, and is definitely not a backyard dog. If he's left alone for too long, he'll probably tarnish his saintly reputation. A lonely board lab is apt to dig, chew, or find other destructive outlets for his energy. Labs show some variation in their activity levels, but all of them need activity, both physical and mental. Daily 30-minute walks, a romp at the dog park, or a game of fetch are a few ways to help your lab burn off energy. However, a puppy should not be taken for too long of walks and should play for a few minutes at a time. Labrador Retrievers are considered workaholics and will exhaust themselves. It is up to you to end play and training sessions. Labs have such good reputations that some orders think they don't need training. That's a big mistake. Without training, a rambunctious lab puppy will soon, to grow, will soon grow to be a very large, rowdy dog. Luckily, labs take the training well. In fact, they often excel in obedience competitions. 
start with Puppy Kindergarten, which not only teaches your pup good canine manners, but helps him learn how to be comfortable around other dogs and people. Look for a class that uses positive training methods that reward the dog for getting it right, rather than punishing him for getting it wrong. You'll need to take special care if you're raising a lab puppy. Don't let your lab puppy run and play on very hard surfaces, such as pavement, until he's at least two years old and his joints are fully formed. Normal play on grass is fine, as is puppy agility with its one-inch jumps. Like all retrievers, the lab is mouthy, and he's happiest when he has something, anything, to carry in his mouth. He's also a chewer, so be sure to keep sturdy toys available all the time, unless you want your couch chewed up. And, when you leave the house, it's wise to keep your lab in a crate or a kennel, so he can't get himself in trouble chewing things he shouldn't. Coat color and grooming. The sleek and easy care lab coat has two layers. A short, thick, straight top coat and a soft, weather-resistant undercoat. The two-layer coat protects him from the cold and wet, which helps him in his role as a retriever for hunters. The coat comes in three colors, a.k.a. the three different kinds of Labradors, chocolate, black, and yellow. Black was the favorite color among early breeders, but over the years, yellow and chocolate labs have become popular. Some breeds, or some breeders actually, have recently begun selling rare colored Labrador Retrievers, such as Polar White or Fox Red. But it should be noted, these shades aren't really rare, they're just a variation of the Yellow Lab. Now, grooming does not get much easier than with a lab, but the breed does shed a lot. Buy a quality vacuum cleaner and brush your dog daily, especially when he's shedding to get out the loose hair. Labs need a bath about every two months or so to keep them looking clean and smelling good. Of course, if your lab rolls in a mud puddle or something foul, which he's apt to do, it's fine to bath him more often. Brush your lab's teeth at least two or three times a week to remove tartar buildup and the bacteria that lurk inside it. Daily brushing is even better if you want to prevent gum disease and bad breath. Trim nails once or twice a month if your dog doesn't wear them down naturally. If you can hear them clicking on the floor, they're too long. Short, neatly trimmed nails keep the feet in good condition and prevent your legs from getting scratched when your lab jumps up to you to greet you. His ears should be checked weekly for redness or a bad odor, which can indicate an infection. When you check your dog's ears, wipe them out with a cotton ball dampened with gentle pH balanced ear cleaner to help prevent infections. Don't insert anything into the ear canal, just clean the outer ear. Because ear infections are common in Labradors, also clean out the ears after bathing, swimming, or any time your dog gets wet. This helps prevent infection.
Begin accustoming your lab to being brushed and examined when he's a puppy. Handle his paws frequently. Dogs are touchy about their feet and look inside his mouth. Make rooming a positive experience filled with praise and rewards, and you'll lay the groundwork for easy veterinary exams and other handling when he's an adult. As you groom, check for sores, rashes, or signs of infection, such as redness, tenderness, or inflammation of the skin, in the nose, mouth, and eyes, and on the feet. Eyes should be clear, with no redness or discharge. Your careful weekly exam will help you spot potential health problems early. So, if you are thinking about getting a Labrador Retriever, like myself, I'm here to help you, and I'm going to provide you with some names that you could use uh, for your brand new Labrador Retriever. Now, the Labrador Retriever originally hails from Canada, but he seems as American as apple pie and baseball. After all, the Lab's been the most popular breed in the United States of America for 17 years straight. Whether he's got a boy dog or a girl dog, these Labrador Retriever names evoke the friendly, sporty, down-to-earth qualities that make the Lab the quintessential family dog. So here are some names for Labrador Retrievers that I found from a dog website. Austin, Bailey, Cal, Cassidy, Dakota, Hunter, Iggy, Kennedy, Libby, Mitch, and Zeke. Now I personally like the name Dakota, Iggy, Kennedy, Libby, Mitch, and Cal. I think those are all uh, good names for Labrador Retrievers. Alright, so what a good start to our show. I'm going to go ahead and take our short commercial break, a.k.a. intermission right now. But I've got plenty more Labrador Retriever talk and information coming up. Now, during this intermission, I'm going to play two radio songs and, or excuse me, not radio songs, two music songs, followed by my radio commercials. So we're going to hear two songs and my commercials during this uh, intermission. Coming up next, after intermission, I'm going to talk about feeding Labradors, the general health of Labradors. I'll talk about Labradors with kids and other dogs and pets. I'll talk about lab hybrids and lab mixes, and I'll also talk about what to do when planning on getting a Labrador Retriever and what to do when bringing a lab home. So we're going to start my intermission with me promoting a couple of uh, things for you. So as you guys may or may not know already, I have my very own app on the Google Play Store and the Apple Store. The app is called American Variety Network and it features every single one of my podcast, new and old, so you can listen to the American Variety Network anytime uh, with this app. It also has all of my Facebook posts, so you will be kept in the loop 
about any exciting news and any exciting shows that are coming up. And it also features all of my YouTube videos. So please, if you haven't already, please download my app, American Variety Network, on the Google Play Store and the Apple Store. Ladies and gentlemen, today is Wednesday, and tomorrow is the big day, because tomorrow at 5.30 p.m. Eastern, I will be broadcasting live from the grill at the Boulevard. So for all of my Western Massachusetts listeners, head on over to the grill at the Boulevard tomorrow, because at 5.30 p.m. you can experience a live podcast. Now tomorrow is Thursday, so that's prime rib night at the Grill at the Boulevard, and there's also going to be plenty of entertainment at the Grill tomorrow. So you can see music, and you can see me doing my show. Alright, now, you can be the first to listen to the show live, as I'll be airing it right here on American Variety Network at 5.30 p.m. However, as soon as the show is over, I'm going to be deleting the the show, and downloading the campus 3 file, and everybody else can listen to the live on location broadcast on Friday at 8 p.m. So, if you're not already liked my page, The Mass Effect with Alice Cardinelli, on Facebook, go ahead and do so, because if you do, then and only then will you be able to listen live to the live on-location broadcast as it happens and as it takes place on Thursday tomorrow at 5.30. Otherwise, you're going to have to wait until Friday, May 6th at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for the live on-location broadcast to air exclusively on American Variety Network. Man, I cannot wait for my next episode of the live on-location broadcast. Lastly, my 350th episode is airing March 21st. Let's get to the intermission right now. Who let the dogs out?
Oh, Billy Bones, get out. Get back, Ruffy. Bust, Ruffy. Get back, you flea infested mongrel. Well, if I am a dog, the party is on. I got to get my crew working my mind, I'm gone. Do you see the race coming from my eye? Walking through the blizzard, did you mind just picking them down? Me and my white talk, short, dealing, gas, he got like any kind of a dude. I think I knew that's why they call me Big Bull. Cause I'm the man of the land when they see me to say, Who let the dogs
Carob Sea is the proud sponsor of the American Variety Network. Carob Sea provides tropical fish keepers with quality products such as live sand for saltwater aquariums, which will help cycle your aquarium. Life Rock, the best and safest alternative to live rock without the unwanted pests. The best line of aquarium chemicals for both fresh and salt water. Next time you need quality products for your tank, give Carob Sea a try. Check us out at CarobSea.com. Network, 
the 350th episode on Saturday, May 21st at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 7 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Mountain, and 5 p.m. Pacific. We have a lot of wonderful guests coming on our 350th, including for the first time in 2016, Crayfish King and former co-host James Jones, plus Aquatic Treasures owner Damien. The band's Soundtrap will be here to talk about their band, and we'll hear some of their songs. Plus, we got a couple of special guests, a special segment on autism, and more. It's going to be a very fun party. So join us for our 350th, Saturday, May 21st, at 8 p.m. Eastern, right here on American Variety Network. Cooking school is in session again. Sunday, May 22nd, 2016, at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Mountain, and 5 p.m. Pacific. It'll be our second episode of Cooking School with Chef Alice Cardinelli. This month's topic is getting to know the kitchen. I'm going to tell you the importance of being organized in the kitchen. I'll talk about kitchen equipment. I'll talk about proper cooking techniques and how to stay safe in the kitchen. Plus, I'll give you some recipes utilizing our cooking techniques. Are you ready to learn how to cook? Great. Join me Sunday, May 22nd at 8 p.m. Eastern for our second episode of Cooking School with Chef Alice Cardinelli. Welcome back to the American Variety Network on Blog Talk Radio, the one and only podcast for hardworking Americans that has a show for everyone. Now let's get back to the show. Here is your host, Alex Cardinali in the Springfield, Massachusetts studio. This is Dog Talk with Alex Cardinelli. Dog lovers and dog keepers. One stop for information on all breeds of dogs and fun dog and puppy chat. Dogs are a man's best friend and they too deserve spotlight on a podcast. So, let's start talking dogs right here, right now on American Variety Network. Alright dog lovers, welcome back to Dog Talk with Alice Cardinelli. Tonight I am talking about one of my most favorite dogs, Labrador Retrievers, and we are returning from commercial break. Now, before commercial break, I gave out some general information on Labrador Retrievers. I talked about grooming the lab, personality of the lab, and I even gave out some dog names for the lab. In a minute here, I'm going to talk about bringing home your new lab, and I'm going to talk about feeding your lab, health of the lab, and some other good stuff. So let's get back to our conversation on the Labrador Retriever. 
So let's say you want to get a lab and you're getting ready to bring them home. So here are some things you should do before your new dog arrives. Have a family powwow. A dog is a big commitment. So before you take the plunge, make sure you're all together on wanting the newest member of the family. Then decide who's going to be the primary caretaker. Otherwise, you'll spend lots of time arguing while your new dog stares at his empty food bowl. To avoid confusing the pup, hammer out the house rules ahead of time. Will the dog be allowed on the bed, on the couch? Where will the dog sleep? Are any rooms of the house permanently off limits? Stock up on the right supplies. Buy some of the basics ahead of time so you both and your dog can settle in without too many mad dashes to the store. Here's what you will need. Crate. Food and water bowls. Food and some treats for training. Try to get the same food your dog's been eating since a sudden switch in diet can upset his stomach. Collar and leash. A bed. Toys, especially chew toys. Stain and odor removing cleaners. Possibly some baby gates to block off sections of your house if you feel that is necessary. Next, you can repair your house. This requires a little more work if you're getting a puppy. Since they can be champion chewers and have a knack for getting into things they shouldn't. But no matter what your dog's age, you'll want to do some organizing ahead of time. Create a temporary gated off living space for your dog or puppy where she or he can't damage your belongings or eat something that will make them sick. They'll stay in this area whenever you're not with them to prevent them from having house training accidents. Pick a room that's a center of activity in your household so your dog won't feel isolated and be sure it's one with easy to clean floors. The kitchen is often a good choice. You can block it off with baby gates if needed. Make sure you remove anything that you don't want chewed on or soiled. What's in your dog's area will vary a bit depending on her age and how your house training. Puppy proof to make sure anything that could hurt your dog, medicines, chemicals, certain plants, etc. is out of reach. The next thing you should do is arrange for home care. Ideally, you can take a few days to a week off work to get your new dog or puppy settled in and to start house training. It'll also help the two of you bond, which in itself can make training easier. But even if you can take some time off, you'll need a backup team in place pretty quickly. Here is what you want to shop around for. Dog walkers and dog daycare. Lastly, find a good school. Group obedience classes are great for bonding with your new dog and for learning how to communicate with and train your dog. They're especially recommended for young puppies since they give pups a chance to get comfortable being around other canines and people, a key part of raising a safe, friendly dog. Dog training is unregulated, and pretty much anyone can call themselves a dog trainer. 
So you'll want to do a little research to make sure you found the right class and the right teacher. Plan the trip home. Find a helper to come along when you go to pick up your dog. Young puppies who've never been on a car ride before may get rattled. And even adult dogs can get nervous and a terror-filled ride can turn into a long-lasting phobia of car travel. Ask someone to sit next to your dog in the ride home, soothing him and keeping him from hopping into your lap while you're, dri while you're driving. If your dog's used to a crate, you can stash him in the crate for the ride home. Just make sure it's secured. Sliding around the back seat will make the dog and the drive more stressful. Once your dog is home, keep it pleasant but low-key at first. For a shy puppy or dog, being taken to a new place and then delage with lots of loud, lively strangers can be really overwhelming. The first day or two, keep the mood mellow and calm. Introduce your dog to his crate. Crates are the best way to house train, but most dogs need a little time to warm up to them. This isn't hard to do, you just need to know how to introduce your dog or pup to his crate. Start your training. The earlier you start, the faster and easier it will be to teach good manners, and the better the lessons will stick. The two most important things to teach your dog are house training and getting comfortable around people and other dogs. Set up a routine. A routine helps with house training and is reassuring to your dog. Figure out a schedule for walks, meals, bathroom breaks, and exercise, and try to stick to it. Get your dog license. It's a legal requirement, and your dog's tag will be used to get him back to you if he ever gets loose. You may also want to get your dog microchipped for extra insurance. Check with your local animal control to find out how to get your dog licensed. You may be able to apply online. Find a veterinarian. It's especially important for a puppy's first visit to be a pleasant experience so that your dog learns to take trips to the vet in stride. Ask around for referrals and schedule your first appointment. Your dog will need a checkup and possibly some vaccinations. Bottom line, your dog's first few weeks home will likely be a period of huge adjustment for both of you. You can make the transition much easier all around if you prepare your home in advance. Gather a team, vets, dog walkers, and doggy deer care, and set up a routine right away. So I hope that that helps you when you are going to be getting uh, your lab or whatever kind of dog you will be getting. Alright, now let's talk about the health of Labrador Retrievers. Now, Labrador Retrievers are generally healthy, but like all dog breeds, they're prone to certain health conditions. Not all labs will get any or all of these diseases, but it is important to be aware of them if you're considering this breed, like I am. Hyptalasia. Now, hyptalasia is a heritable condition in which the thigh bone does not fit singularly into the hip joint. Some dogs show pain 
and lameness on one or both rear legs, but you may not notice any signs of discomfort in a dog with hip dysplasia. As the dog ages, arthritis can develop. X-ray screening for hip dysplasia is done by the Orthopedic Foundation for Animals or the University of Pennsylvania Hip Improvement Program. Dogs with hip dysplasia should not be bred. If you're buying a puppy, ask the breeder for proof that the parents have been tested for hip dysplasia and are free of problems. Elbow dyslipsia. This is a heritable condition common to large breed dogs. It's thought to be caused by different growth rates of the three bones that make up the dog's elbow, causing joint laxity. This can lead to painful lameness. Your vet may recommend surgery to correct a problem or medication to control the pain. PRA. PRA is a family of eye diseases that involves the gradual deterioration of the retina. Early in the disease, dogs become night blind. As the disease progresses, they lose their daytime vision as well. Many dogs adapt to limited or complete vision loss very well as long as their surroundings remain the same. Ear infections. The lab's love of water combined with his drop ear make him prone to ear infections. Weekly checking and cleaning, if necessary, help prevent infection. If you're buying a puppy, find a good breeder who will show you health clearances for both your parents pup for both your puppy's parents. Health clearances prove that a dog has been tested for and cleared of a particular condition. Let's talk about feeding the Labrador Retriever. The recommended daily amount is 2.5 to 3 cups of high-quality dry food a day, divided into two meals. Note how much your adult dog depends on his size, age, build, metabolism, and activity level. Dogs are individuals just like people, and they all don't need the same amount of food. It almost goes without saying that a highly active dog will need more than a couch potato dog. The quality of dog food you buy also makes a difference. The better the dog food, the further it will go towards nourishing your dog, and the less of it you'll need to shake into your dog's bowl. Keep your lab in good shape by measuring his food and feeding him twice a day rather than leaving food out all the time. If you're unsure whether he's overweight, give him the eye test and the hands-on test. First, look down at him. You should be able to see a waist. Then, place your hands on his back, thumbs along the spine, with the fingers spread downward. You should be able to feel, but not see his ribs without having to press hard. If you can't, he needs less food and more exercise. You'll need to take special care if you're raising a lab puppy. These dogs grow very rapidly between the age of four and seven months, making them susceptible to bone disorders. Feed your puppy a high-quality, low-calorie diet that keeps them from growing too fast. 
Now let's talk about children and other pets with Labradors. The Labrador not only loves kids, he enjoys the commotion they bring with them. He'll happily attend a child's birthday party and even willingly wear a party hat. Like all dogs, however, he needs to be trained how to act around kids, and ki kids need to be taught how to act around the dog. As with every breed, you should always teach children how to approach and touch dogs, and always supervise any interactions between dogs and young children to prevent any biting or ear or tail pulling on the part of either party. Teach your children never to approach any dog while he's eating or sleeping, or to try to take away the dog's food. No dog, no matter how friendly, should ever be left unsupervised with a child. Now, if a lab has had plenty of exposure to other dogs, cats, and small animals, and has been trained how to interact with them, he'll be friendly with other pets too. So yes, you can have Labradors with other dogs and other pets as well. And our last topic for the evening. Since Labradors are so popular, there are so many hybrids for them, or so many mixed breeds of them. Now, I know that a lot of people have different feelings about mixed breeds, but my personal take on mixed breeds is that they are still a dog, so I love them nonetheless. I love them the same as a purebred. So I'm going to name some of the lab mixes that are out there. Labrador Retriever times American Bulldog is an American Bulldog. A Labrador Retriever times American Pitbull is a Labrador. A Labrador Retriever times a Bloodhound is a Lab Bloodhound. A Labrador Retriever times a Border Collie is a Border. A Labrador Retriever times a Boston Terrier is a Boston Lab. Pretty cool. A Labrador Retriever times a Boxer is a Boxador. A Labrador Retriever times a Golden Retriever mix is a Golden Labrador, which is one of my personal favorite mixes. And, of course, a Labrador mixed with a Poodle is a Labradoodle, which is also another favorite mix of mine. And a Labrador Retriever mixed with a Beagle is a Legal, which is uh, pretty, pretty cool. All right, dog lovers, we have reached the end of another episode of Dog Talk with Alex Cardinelli. I hope all you Labrador Retrievers owners out there and Labrador Retriever dogs who listen to the show enjoy today's show. And I hope that your Labradors are doing good. And um, I cannot wait to personally get my very own Labrador Retriever in a few months. And if you're looking to get a Labrador Retriever, I hope that you will get one soon as well. Our next episode of Dog Talk with Alice Cardinelli is going to be on the famous Beagle. Snoopy, that's right. Snoopy is a Beagle, and I can't wait to talk to you about Beagles on the next episode of Dog Talk with Alice Cardinelli. But for now, we're going to continue enjoying Labrador Retrievers, and I want to thank you for listening. I would like to thank you for taking the time to listen to today's episode of Dog Talk with Alice Cardinelli. I really appreciate your listen. I hope your Labrador Retriever and all of your dogs 
are doing great. Remember to take them out for exercise and have a blast with your dog. And I hope you will share today's show with all of your friends. And you can copy and paste the show URL to your social media accounts. Please make sure to download my app, American Variety Network, on the Google Play Store and the Apple Store. So you can listen to all of my shows, watch all of my YouTube videos, and see all of my Facebook posts. With that, I'll see you on the next episode of Dog Talk with Alice Cardinelli, and enjoy your Labrador Retrievers. Bark, bark, woof, woof, Alice Cardinelli, and Dog Talk with Alice Cardinelli is now off the air. Thank you for listening to this episode of American Variety Network. We really appreciate your listen. Feel free to download our app on the Google Play Store and the Apple Play Store. American Variety Network. Good night, everyone.